0: My number one is will shock you. 100% will shock you. <laughs> I have you.
1: absolutely no idea what it could be. Give me a hint.
0: This is in the US. Interesting. It's within a five-hour drive of Philadelphia. What? And I guarantee that I could let you sit here. I won't, for the listener's sake, let you sit here for five minutes and try to guess, but you would not guess this place. And um, I am
1: completely stumped.
0: This is the, of war. War the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 276. The country of Liechtenstein is so small that in 2007, Swiss troops accidentally invaded it after getting lost in a rainstorm. And you thought all Swiss were pacifists. Apparently not when it's raining. Anytime we do an episode about lists and the best places to go, I feel like I could go on and on and on and on and on. Or when we do a list of the places that we want to go, I feel like I could go on and on and on and on and on because there are so many amazing places in this world, a lot of which you're going to learn about in today's episode. But the one thing that stays constant with me, no matter where I'm traveling, is that I'm always carrying my Tortuga Backpack—the best travel carry-on sized backpack on the market. The one that has been with me for three and a half years across multiple countries and states and continents and all that. I absolutely love my Tortuga backpack. So if you're looking to check out the exact same backpack, Tortuga Outbreaker backpack, you can find that at TortugaBackpacks.com. And don't forget, no matter what you buy there, if you use the promo code EPOP—that's E P O P, all capital letters—you'll get ten percent off your entire order.
1: 2 three.
0: Travel nerds and welcome to the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host Travis Sherry and joining me today is someone who may be going through withdrawal now that Easter is over and she can't find her Cadbury eggs my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. (laughs)
1: Hi, everyone. If you've listened to other podcasts, you probably know I have an obsession with Cadbury's chocolate because I talked about the chocolate bar, the dime chocolate bar that I love that you can get in in the UK. And yes, around Easter time, I love the Cadbury mini eggs. Right. Not the ones filled with cream. I think those are disgusting. I just like the regular... Cadbury mini eggs not the white chocolate that's disgusting and although I do like dark chocolate I prefer the milk chocolate mini eggs and I know in other places you can find them all year like in Canada and in the UK they sell them all year but I'm, I'm really happy that they only sell them just around Easter In the U.S. because it makes it special.
0: Well, she does have a stockpile, so she won't be going through a draw yet. There's a few bags that she stockpiled at our house here in Phoenixville. gifted them to me, actually. there's a bag in our rental property, hidden. (laughs) So if we're ever down in Philadelphia, she can get her Cadbury egg fix. And when she says the plain mini eggs, yeah, I don't understand the big obsession. They are just chocolate covered with a little shell. They're not even that good.
1: They're better than M&M's. They're just amazing. She just loves those
0: Cadbury... Cadbury mini eggs, not the Cadbury cream eggs. So if anyone was thinking Cadbury cream eggs, no, no, no. Uh, The Cadbury mini eggs. And as we get into, you know, past the Easter season, that begins us thinking on summer. And so we decided, you know what we should do? We should sit down and we should record a podcast of the top 12 summer destinations of 2017. Now, as you guys know, if you've listened before, when we do these list podcasts, we don't know each other's lists. And there are a few, I want to say set in stone rules. One of them that we don't talk about beforehand, so we're surprised. We haven't done a list podcast in a while, so I'm very excited to see what Heather says. The other is that we have to have been to the place as well. So for this podcast, there's going to be a lot of things that you might be thinking, oh, this is a great summer destination. How come they didn't say this on their podcast? Well, if you're thinking that, you could do a few things. You could tweet us at Pack of Peanuts, right? And you can let us know. A good summer destination. Because
1: we're looking for new places.
0: Right. And and some of those might not make the list because we haven't been to them. So as much as I'd love to say, oh, I, I would love to go to Minneapolis or, you know, Upper Peninsula, Michigan, I've heard great things about. I assume it's magical in the summer. Kid Rock even sang a song about it. Summertime in Northern Michigan. <laughs> That's been coming on the radio now that summertime's happening around here or getting uh, into summertime. We've never been there, though, so it can't make our list. It has to be places that we have been to before. So there's going to be some things that that get left off, but we want to hear yours as well. So tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know what are your top summer destinations for 2017. And Heth, this list, can it, my list at least, I don't know yours, is very eclectic and wide-ranging.
1: Uh, mine is... Mine is a little bit, but there is a common theme because I love the beach. So a lot of mine are island or ocean-sea oriented. I mean, I have one that's more mountains, so I mean, I'm I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, it's not like cities. I'm not a big, let's go to New York City in summer. That's not really my jam. If it's hot, I need water, and I'd rather go to a, a big city you know, in a, in a shoulder season.
0: Yeah. And let's, so some of the things too, as well, I want to give you a, a stuff that isn't on our summer, um, top summer destination list. Not a, I was calling it a not list, but it's not that those places are bad by any stretch. But there are a few places that if we were recommending places for someone to go and they said, hey, I've got the whole world to go to in summer of 2017, there were a few, there are a few things that I would, Help them strike off their list because sometimes that's as much as as important as telling people where to go as telling them maybe where, where they to should
1: avoid.
0: Yeah, avoid and take off their list because if you if you're like us, you had you want to go everywhere. So it helps to prune that tree a little bit. And some of the stuff on our not list, for example, Italy. Italy's awesome. Italy's always going to be awesome. It's a magical country. Yeah, whether you go summer, winter doesn't matter, but I wouldn't recommend someone go there during summer because of At the crowds. At least
1: not the high season. If you can if you can hop on May, June or September, October, those are awesome times to go to Italy. But especially if you're trying to hit up Rome or Venice, those are two cities I would definitely avoid because it's just crazy amounts of tourists and Venice is kind of smelly in the summer and then there's so many people because the water flowing in the canals is... It's not great. It's not an ideal spot to go in our opinion.
0: Right. And so again, if you already have your tickets booked there, you're going to have a fantastic time. All of these places that are on my not list are great places. They're just places that I would That will probably be coming up when we do other seasonal shows like The Best Places to Go in fall and winter. And we'll give you a few of those. Uh, Italy, top of the list. It's just really crazy crowded. Western Europe as a whole, very crazy crowded in the summer. And we're talking summer months. We're talking June, July, August. So we're talking summer here in the Northern Hemisphere.
1: But I have on my list a few, um, I guess outliers. Outliers, exactly. Outliers. I that, have a
0: few Western Europe things yes. on my list too. So it's not that all of Western Europe. So we're some of, but a lot of Western Europe is going to be really crowded. So Italy, for example, Croatia. We were in in the spring. People were like, "It's it's rammed here." July and August, don't come July and August. So that's another place that would be on my okay, maybe not list for this for summer. Paris, same thing um any of these big big tourist destinations in Europe are going to be really really crowded because that's when a lot of people are traveling both Europeans and Americans and people from around the world to Europe i had cape town south africa on my not list because for it's
1: cold yeah yeah, I was looking back through my pictures, try to kind of jog my memory of where we'd been in the summer, and we went to Cape Town in the middle of September, which was a nice time to go. It was just starting to get warm there, but I would avoid it in July because that's almost their winter. I mean, it's it their, winter their winter into spring, yeah. and it's it's cold. So
0: If you're going all the way to Cape Town, try to go over our winter, you know, the Northern Hemisphere winter. October, go October, November, December. Yeah, December, January, all that. Um, I also had Central South America on there for the same reason. Obviously, the you know, you're know you flipping regions, so you're going during their winter or summer. Probably not the best bang for your buck when you're doing that. Also, the last two things on my not list, and again, not that these are bad places. <laughs> they are places we love. We're just trying to, if you're going to plan a time to go there, maybe not during June, July, and August. Japan can be very, very, very hot, especially where we lived um, in the summer. It can, a lot of places don't have air conditioning, so it can be really, really hot during the summer. And I had Thailand on there only because Thailand's usually nice all year round. So yeah, if you go during our summer, it'll be great. But you could also... It's a little more magical when you go during our winter and leave We
1: love Southeast Asia. It is not hidden. Uh, But I didn't have any of those places on my list for summer because you should just go there in the winter.
0: Yeah. If you're from a cold weather climate like us in Philadelphia or like some of these places we're going to mention. So there you go. That's kind of our, yeah, um, you could go here in the summer, but maybe push that off. We're going to be doing seasonal lists you know, every season. So we'll do one in fall. We'll do one in winter. So you'll be hearing a lot more about some of those destinations as we move on. But I want to get into our top 12 places here. Six each. Okay, as we said, we don't know each other's lists at all. She, Heather, I see am not to looking. Here, I'm not. <laughs> trying to peek here early. But before we get into the top 12, do you have any honorable mentions?
1: Okay, so I have one honorable mention, and it is on kind of our not list. But it is my favorite country, at least one of my favorite countries, and that is... Croatia
0: And I put it on the not list, to be fair. You didn't have anything to do with that because we didn't talk about now, it. Now,
1: it, there's a lot of cruise ships, and that's the issue with these port cities, um, like Split and Dubrovnik, is that all these cruise ships come in and out all the time throughout the day, so it gets, it gets rammed with these tourists. But it's so beautiful, and I think that if you could avoid those big cities, I mean, if you have to see them, but I wouldn't spend a lot of time there. But you could do the islands. I mean, I don't think the islands get as rammed as the cities where the cruise ships come in. Maybe. I'm not sure. But I love it there. We were there in May. So it's not really summer. I, I would I would say... It would be
0: nice if we were there June, July, August, because the wa- weather would the be a little warmer and the water warmer. would be a little warmer.
1: So, I mean, I love Croatia. So I, I have it on my honorable mention, and it would be at number one, except for a the crowds.
0: And that's a good distinction. If you stay away from Split and Dubrovnik, or at least your whole vacation isn't planned around Split and Dubrovnik, you go and see them. They will get rammed with tourists, which is fine. But if you do get to a little more of these off the beaten path places in Croatia, and luckily for Croatia, it's still a little off the beaten path when you look across to its neighbor, Italy, which is always rammed. Um, that would be that's a good distinction. If you if you kind of get into the islands, go to like little towns like Makarska, places that the cruise ships aren't coming in, Croatia would be absolutely magical. In the and summer. you
1: can also rent a boat with, you know, a whole crew, a cook and everything. It's pretty affordable. To go with like a group of people and then you could just kind of cruise around the island. So it's magical. It's one of my dream trips to do the whole boat cruising thing. We didn't do that last time we were there. So, yep, that's my shout out.
0: I've got an honorable mention um, because we have uh, and it's the only reason it's honorable mention. We haven't been there. And and the rules state that we have to have been to these places. So this is a place I really want to (laughs) go. I really, really, really want to go. To somewhere very co- that's usually very cold in the winter. So, Svalbard, the northernmost city in the world, in Norway, or like Iceland or Greenland or something like that, where I probably wouldn't want to go during the winter because it's going to be okay. dark so all the time.
1: So, which one of those places is your honorable uh, mention? I'm just going
0: to say anything like above <laughs> or close to the Arctic Circle.
1: When all we, right, when we started this on. podcast, you didn't have an honorable mention and then you completely broke the rules by adding like five obscure places. I know. All right. That's
0: me, the rule breaker. All right, moving on to the top 12, your number six.
1: My number six is a place that we have been to not once, but twice in the summer. And it's magical. It's Switzerland. Is it on your list? Switzerland is my
0: number six as well. is it really? That's so so funny. a little bit of serendipity there. (laughs) The reason we don't talk about the list beforehand is so that we can react like in real time as you're hearing it. I have Switzerland on here as well. I'm surprised it's not higher on my list, but you'll see as we go through, there are just other places that, you know, knock it off. When we talk about summer travel, one reason being hath too is that Switzerland is pretty great all seasons. So I really liked it in the summer, But if you went during the winter, obviously, it would be be totally different. It'd be really cool, too. But
1: summer is magical because the weather is beautiful. It's not usually too hot, except for the week we were there filming a TV show. And it was, you know, abnormally high temperatures in the 90s. But it's usually just pleasant. It's sunny. They have lakes, obviously, everywhere. Lake Geneva, Lausanne. I mean, it's... It's beautiful, like when we went to Lake Lucerne, I thought this is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen because it's this humongous, beautiful, crystal clear lake surrounded by all these mountains. It's amazing, yeah,
0: the natural beauty of Switzerland is, it's unreal. is pretty unrivaled. um yeah, there are places we've been that that compare it to it, but I don't I haven't been anywhere where I've said this tops. The natural beauty of Switzerland. And again, if you go during the winter, you can do all the skiing and all the winter sports. It's great then. It's it's beautiful in the fall. It's beautiful in the spring. And it's beautiful in the summer. So it is one of those year-round places, which is why it's not higher on my list. But I would agree that I think summer... And and I will say that we I, we've actually never been there during the winter and gone skiing, so I can't really compare it to that. I just but know in it'll the be summer pretty there's sweet.
1: There's so much hiking, and everywhere you look is just green.
0: And you can swim. You can swim, like you said, you could swim in, uh, like Geneva. You can swim in Lake Lucerne. We've done both. I actually had on my list when we were talking about Switzerland, and and because it's kind of seen as a winter destination it isn't as packed as the rest of western europe usually when it comes to the summer because people go to switzerland and a lot of people go to switzerland in the winter to ski so it's not as packed in the summer as some of these other places in western europe and i will i will say that on my list i actually had especially lausanne and the reason i had the uh, city of lausanne and i did live there for a couple months so a little biased here <laughs> and I, I absolutely loved it was that you do have a lot of tourists flocking to, uh, you know, a lot of um, like St. Moritz and Lucerne and some of those big ones. Lausanne is a cool town because it's under the radar for Switzerland. It's got the Olympic museums. You're right there on Lake Geneva, so you're about an hour north up the lake from, from Geneva. It's it's really cool city in its own it's right. It's easy.
1: It has great public transportation. It has good food, great cafes. And you're just, it's kind of a nice spot to be on Lake Geneva because you can take the boat. Also, can I just say how much I love being on the boats in Switzerland? So we had the Swiss Travel Pass, which allows you to take most of the trains, boats, funiculars, all included in one pass. And you could just hop on these huge steamboats and cruise around these lakes. I mean, it's gorgeous. So from Lausanne, you can go to, um, I'm blanking on the name, Montreux. Where they have the famous jazz music festival and there's like a beautiful castle. Chateau de Chium,
0: one of oh the coolest castles there is. And you
1: could jump in the lake and swim and just like gaze up at this huge castle. Which I, mean, I did
0: and have done quite a few times. I don't times. know why,
1: honestly, now that I'm raving about it, it's not higher on my list. But it made the list at number six. Yeah, it's Switzerland awesome.
0: as a whole... And especially for me, Lausanne, where I've spent most of the time, because if other places are fairly touristed, Lucerne will get pretty touristed in the summer. Yes. Um, St. Moritz will get touristed in the summer, even though it's a big, big, big time um, winter destination. But Lausanne kind of flies under the radar and that's cool. So if you were making and everything's really close, uh, Bern is fantastic in the summer, the capital there, because you can float right down the river, which is a really, really fun activity. And we did for a whole day. You just jump in off the bridges, float down this river with a little bag that's waterproof that has all your clothes <laughs> in it. You get out, you have a picnic, you run up back to the bridge, you float down again. It's a really, really neat place. So Switzerland... For me, my number six as well, but number one in my heart, maybe. 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 All right. Your number five.
1: My number five is probably going to surprise. I don't know if it'll surprise Travis or not, but being that we were just on the West Coast and, and I love the West Coast, especially because in the winter, it's nicer. But in the summer, you cannot beat New England is my number five.
0: Oh, I thought you were staying with the West Coast. We're going to talk about being on the West Coast. No, I'm saying that the East
1: Coast kind of trumps the West Coast to me in the summer, and just in the summer because I I wouldn't want to be there in the winter unless I was skiing. It's it's cold up there, but in the summer, if you go to like we've done Nantucket, amazing. It's this cute little island. It's so historic. It's beautiful. The beaches are nice. We've been to Martha's Vineyard in the summer, which again. Was awesome. Both
0: times staying in hostels because that was the only way it was affordable. Book in advance because they pack up.
1: Yeah, or you could splurge because or you could splurge. Yeah, um, but also I'm, I'm including all of New England because we've done Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire, which is really nice. There's lots of lakes up in New Hampshire, and also Maine. We've done the coast of Maine, and while the coast of Maine is sometimes a little cold for swimming. It's just still beautiful. It's stunning the landscape there. It's very rocky. You can get up into some of the national parks and it's just really awesome. You eat lobster. You can I mean I know you can eat lobster anywhere, but it's it's special when you get like that main lobster. And, and and,
0: if you guys haven't listened to many of the podcasts, you don't know this, Heather. Family is from New England, uh, New Hampshire area. <laughs> Used to vacation, or still kind of vacations in Maine at York Beach almost every year. We go up. It is a really, really cool area. Cool towns. Definitely prefer it in the summer over any other time. Absolutely. Fall is cool when the leaves change, but really for me, summer is the best because it's it's not usually that that humid. Especially, you know, if you're on the coast, you're getting the wind blowing. It's you can hardly the... ever
1: humid. I mean, it's not really like New York and Philadelphia and that whole eastern you know, Yeah, eastern the mid-Atlantic quarter. area. It gets humid here. But in New England, it doesn't. And it's just, it's a really special place. And if you're traveling, you know, from another country, it's worth a trip. But if you live in the U.S., it's accessible and It's a really nice place to go. All right. So, we're giving
0: them in New England. We'll give you a few specific spots, I guess. I'm not going to hijack your number five, but I mean, for me, Winnipesaukee is really neat. York Beach, Maine. Um, Well, the whole
1: coast, like those, all those coastal towns actually are really nice. You know, you can hit all the little towns starting from like Kittery and going up. And if you, you know, want to splurge a little bit more and go to Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard, they were really, really beautiful and not. Not very crowded. You know what I mean? Like if you go to some of the beach towns in Maine, they do get really crowded. But I feel like Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard, because it's harder to get to and, and it's expensive. It's so expensive. expensive. Yeah. It's like prohibitively kind of expensive. You know, not as many people are going there, but it makes it just like more special because it's kind of like a hideaway spot and
0: You just felt you just felt posh.
1: Well, I didn't feel that posh because we were staying in a hostel. True, true. <laughs> and I would
0: recommend both those hostels. H I Martha's Vineyard, H I for hosteling international on Nantucket as well. All right, so you said east coast, trumped west coast. I'm in going the summer. I'm going back to the west coast and I actually thought you were going to talk about a west coast place. And I thought no way we're going to have the same answer twice in a row cuz that has never happened. Can I try to guess? Doubling up. Yeah. Portland. Exactly. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I we have been to Portland. Portland, great city. There, again, the reason it's not higher on my list is that I, I think you could go to Portland at any time and have a good time because a lot of what's there is you know, it's fun places to eat, it's great breweries, stuff like that, but it's certainly better for me in the summer. So we've been three different times in the summer in July, August time frame. Reason I like it is that everyone's outside. Stunning weather, um, really great, great temperatures. Again, not too, too humid, pretty like can get cool at night, which we like. But everyone's outside, the sun is shining, you're out at a brewery, you know, that's kind of the Portland thing. You bike to a brewery, you have a beer, you bike somewhere else, you go to a food cart, I mean, that's what I love about Portland.
1: And, you know, the reason Portland didn't really make my list is because it doesn't have an ocean or any place to really swim, because, I mean, you can go to the ocean, it's an hour and a half away, but it's too cold, you cannot swim there. But, I just remembered that we did some hiking and we did Oneonta Gorge, which is wildly popular to go to so it is a little crowded but you hike in to this gorge and you have to get wet because you're like part of the hike is going through the river yeah so it's cool i mean yep. so there are some Oneyatta you know gorge, cool off things things you can do.
0: yeah and there's a it's it's really neat and so i just love portland as a city one of my favorite cities in the u.s but i went once in when was it? Was it April? So I had gone twice during the summer and loved it. And then I went another time and it was either in the spring or the fall. It was the fall. It was, it was September. Or October, maybe. Into October. Yeah, yeah. And it was a little colder and it was a little drearier. And I remember thinking, oh man, I was here in the summer. Like it was way better in the summer. So I would recommend heading to Portland, Oregon and hitting it up in the summer if you can. June, July, August, great times. Fun city all the time, but for me, it was much, much better in the summer. It really you could pops just, in the yeah, summer. Yeah, and not, it's not raining as much and things like that. It's and really you can also
1: about. eat salt and straw.
0: You Well, I would eat salt and straw, my favorite ice cream in the world, at, in any temperature, in <laughs> any weather. But it is maybe a, maybe a tad more enjoyable. It's 80 degrees, and you've been biking around. Definitely. After a couple beers, or maybe okay. before a couple beers. You, you know, beer, ice cream, they kind of interchangeable. <laughs> like, I just do both. There's room
1: for beer and ice cream. All right. My number four is Portugal. So to be fair, I've actually never been here in the summer. We were there in the springtime, but I imagine it would be even better in the summer because we went to the Algarve coast. Uh, We went to Lagos actually, and it was beautiful. I mean, The coast there and the beaches there and the color of the water and the cliffs, it's so amazing that all I wanted to do was swim, except it was way too cold, so we couldn't. And I also think I have this on my list because it's more of an outlier in Europe where of course, it'll be crowded. I mean, people go to Portugal, but I don't think it's always on everybody's mind like, oh, I have to go to Paris. I have to go to Italy. You know, so it's I like think... It's like in
0: that third tier of European destinations. In a, It's in not a, a third
1: tier country, but... No,
0: third tier in people's minds, minds or in, yeah. in name recognition. Let's right. say it that way.
1: But it's beautiful. And we did Lisbon and we did Porto and you can do a cruise of the Douro River, which when we were there, was chilly. So I imagine in the summer it would be even better. So I think Portugal is a stunning country with beautiful landscape, great cities, and it's probably even better in the summer would be my take on it. So I would would brave the, the more crowds from like spring to summer to go to Portugal when it's warm.
0: Yeah, I love Portugal and I just came up with the fact that I was in the third tier right now. I have no idea if I actually tiered it out, if it'd be in the third (laughs) tier, but it's certainly not in the first couple, first one or two tiers. I mean, when you think think Paris, Amsterdam, Spain, Spain, people are talking about Rome, you know, boom, then you come down another tier. Yeah, that's what I, one of the things I I really like about Portugal. It's
1: often overlooked as a destination. Yeah, is
0: that it is overlooked for sure. And if you are getting a, a decent amount of tourists there, it's usually European tourists, and not as many, I guess, international, when I say that, like American tourist people um, out from outside of Europe, which, I don't know, as a traveler, is kind of nice, because if it is going to be other tourists, I like that it is at least uh, people from other cultures. It's just, I don't know, to me it feels less touristy if it's if it's Spaniards <laughs> coming down to Portugal to hang out for a little bit than if it's other Americans coming over. Sure. Or even Brits, Fair enough. there is a lot of Brits in the Algarve. Um, my number four... Is a city that I have only ever been so to. Many
1: cities for yeah, you. This
0: is a city I've only ever been to. Again, late spring, so I want to be there in the summer. Like it was, I went there and I could tell that this is going to be even better in the summer because I got summer-like weather in the late spring, and it was fantastic. Oh, okay, I know
1: what this is. What is this? Berlin.
0: This is not Berlin. Really? This is a U.S. city. A
1: U.S. city. And
0: this huh. is a city I would never. I'm not gonna say never. I might want to experience it in the winter for a day or two, but it's a thousand times better in the summer for me than in the winter. Oh, I'm so intrigued. And that's Chicago.
1: Oh, Chicago. And You were w- there in June, Trav.
0: Okay. Well, early... All right. I said late spring. I guess that's late spring, early summer. You were
1: there in the middle of June.
0: Okay. Well, my mind's a little... That's why you're usually with me. That's a solo trip that we did and therefore I forget. Okay. So I was there in the beginning of summer and that's why I got summer-like weather. Fair?
1: Fair enough. (laughs) And it it
0: was awesome. I was out biking. People were swimming in the lake. I was swimming in the lake. You get people working out on the beach. A buddy of mine, if you want to know more about Chicago, you can listen to our Chicago Destination Diary with Kevin House. It's a two-parter. He knows everything about Chicago. He will show you around. He showed me around. And what was great about it and was that I was there in June, and he said, people in Chicago love the summer and appreciate the summer so much because we had to put up with so much crap to get here. And he was right. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel this way about Philly on a little bit lower of a scale. So even yesterday... When I was out in Philly, it's just we're getting summer-like weather here in the spring in Philly. Everyone's out. Everyone's doing things. But Chicago is that times 10. I mean, every other block we went down was, was shut off for block parties because people just wanted to be outside. everyone was barbecuing. So it was just a really, really neat feeling. And I think that people who have to go through such bitter, cold, nasty winters then appreciate the summers even more. I'm not saying that I wouldn't prefer to live in San Diego where it's always nice weather. I probably would, but it's nice to see those people who have to slog through the nasty winters really, really appreciate their summers. And you know, I could go on and on about why I like Chicago specifically, but you can listen to the Destination diary episode for that, but it's it's tailor-made as a summer city with people being out. And, you the know, lake
1: being right the there. lake
0: being right there i mean
1: it's i've never been so I would love to go in the summer and just the thinking that tours. there's a huge city and then a lake that's as big as an ocean or you know seems like it's as big as an ocean
0: yeah you have the right lake there you have is people biking spectacular. super bikeable city you have the river cruises and the architecture tours people are outside drinking and eating people are going to baseball games obviously you have Wrigley right there so there's a lot of really fun stuff to do in city. So Chicago, for me, my number four, a great, great, great city. And I would like to maybe take you there this summer.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's, Let's go. go. So my number three is going to hop over the border to Canada. And a few years ago, we did this amazing road trip in Canada. We did it in August, which I can think of a better month to do it in because it can be chilly up in the mountains and we had the best time. So, what we did is we actually flew into Edmonton. So, are you
0: hopping over the border and co- and saying Canada as a whole? No, no, or you no. no. An I'm answer, talking
1: okay. about like our Canadian road trip that we okay. did.
0: So, just replicate exactly what we did Basically, and you'll have a great time.
1: Basically, yes. Now, I've been to other Canadian, you know, provinces like Prince Edward Island and stuff like that in the summer too, which were cool, but I was a teenager. It's a long time ago. This this Canadian, the west, the west and west coast of Canada... We flew into Edmonton, and while Edmonton was cool, I've heard Deadminton. I've heard people like Calgary better. So maybe you should fly into into Calgary instead of Edmonton, but it's up to you. Um, but we flew into Edmonton, and then we drove down to the Canadian Rocky National Park, and we saw Banff and
0: Banff and Jasper and, national and Jasper, parks.
1: yeah, national parks. And first of all, the drive was amazing. I mean, you see all this wildlife. We saw bears and elk it was so cool we saw lake louise which i feel like on everybody's instagram feed is the most popular lake to ever be photographed in the past couple of years um but we went before it was so crazy cool that I don't even think I have a spectacular picture, unfortunately. So I we have still to go back. think
0: it was crazy cool at that point. It's just yeah. Instagram oh, in- it that Instagram wasn't that popular. It wasn't That's on why they weren't on Instagram feeds. No,
1: it was crazy cool. It just wasn't on everyone's Instagram feeds. But um, we did that. We also went to the other lake. What was the lake that you actually jumped Moran- into? Mor- Moraine, Moraine Lake. Moraine Lake. Which is Very also cold, beautiful.
0: Thirty-five degrees, glacier-fed water. I, uh, I mean, if you're uh, ah, listen, we were the, me and this other guy were the only two people in the lake. Yeah, the only two idiots. Not, in the it's not. It's
1: not a swimming lake, but anyway, it's just spectacular to see the scenery and all of the mountains and the wildlife. It's amazing. I imagine it's probably as amazing as going to some of the national parks out west in the U.S., which we have still yet to do, which is crazy. But we went. We were camping there for a few nights, and it did get really cold at night. I would say. You know, 40 degrees, maybe. So pack accordingly. But then we did an epically long trip.
0: About 12 or 13 hours. 12 or 13 hours
1: from BAM. One day. All the way to Vancouver, British Columbia. But let me tell you, that drive was just
0: as cool. Yeah, through the interior of BC, some of the most amazing scenery I've ever seen. For and and we made a mistake. we were supposed to stay on five, Route Five, and our friend got us on five A by accident. So it's and like it was a more the, rural. Room. It was the best accident she's <laughs> ever made in her life. Five A. If you're driving across. I think it's five it, it and five. It might 5A. not even
1: be that, but
0: it's. I'm pretty sure it's five eight. Get on that route. You're just going through these rolling hills with lakes at the bottom of them. No houses. You're thinking, who owns this land? What do people do here other than it just being picture, uh, postcard perfect? And. We just had a fantastic time driving all the way across Vancouver. And then, of course, you're, you're in Vancouver. You're in
1: Vancouver, which is an awesome city. We've been there multiple times.
0: Heading back very We're heading shortly. heading back
1: next week. I love it there. We did also Vancouver Island. So we really packed a lot in this trip. But that whole area in Canada is is really wonderful. And I think summer is a really nice time to be there because I've been multiple times in the spring. And it just rains. Every single day, but in the summer, you know, you get a lot of sunny days, and you can swim and go to the beaches. The and Pacific the Northwest,
0: both in the U.S. and then moving up over the border into Canada, fantastic in the summer when yeah. you go Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, Vancouver Island, Victoria—just a really nice, cool stretch of the world, especially in the summertime when the sun is shining. Definitely. And if you go to Vancouver, you gotta get Heather's favorite fish and chips from GoFish.
1: Yes, on- um,
0: Granville Island. Granville Island. My number three is a country that I will not spend too much time talking about. Oh Because boy. there are quite a lot of other podcasts about this country. Oh, and I wonder lo-
1: what it could be. And a lot
0: of you know this as maybe my favorite country, at least one B. And that is, Heth, do you know? Georgia. The country of Georgia. <laughs> please, if you're interested in Georgia, you can go listen to our Georgia Destination Diary. We we hammer the point home of how awesome it is. There's another podcast we do called The Reason We Travel. That tells one specific story about a day in Georgia and the reason that I love the country so much. So if you go listen to that, um, I'm not going to say it's going to give you goosebumps, but it's just a really, really neat story that shows the hospitality and the amazingness of this country that gets very, very overlooked on the world stage, but is one that whenever... The reason I decided I want to go to Georgia last year, and it was my number one country to go to last year, and then we went to, was at any time I, I was intrigued by it because of a friend of mine, Nick, who, who told me a little bit about it and said like I, this is a really cool country. And then every time I would mention that I, that I wanted to go there, anyone I talked to would say I love that country. Like the 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 people who were fans of the country, the Republic officially of Georgia. We're raving fans. I thought I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about this. Anyone who's been is raves about it. Like it's right at the top of the list. So we went and I would agree. It was
1: spectacular. Well. It it was really just so stunningly beautiful not touristed at all, which made it really special because you felt like you were kind of like discovering a new country that people hadn't really been to before because I don't, uh, do we meet any other Americans? We met some other, you you know, tourists from European
0: countries. I don't
1: think we met another American. I,
0: I, I can't think of any American that we met there. The food is fantastic. Amazing. The scenery we kept. We kept saying the only thing that rivals this is Switzerland. So I, I, I think the term I kept using was that we are on. a, What did I say? We're in an off the beaten path. Switzerland, Not off the beaten path. What was the word? I. Anyway, I can't remember. We, we were in like you're in a. You're in something as beautiful as Switzerland but is about one-sixth the price of Switzerland. <laughs> Everyone brings homemade wine jugs around and makes basically makes you drink. And the food, in my mind, is much better than Swiss food, although Swiss food, you know, you're setting the bar pretty low there other than chocolate. Um, so it was just incredible. And the reason I would recommend going in the summer, it gets a little hot, but not anything too, too crazy. But there are a few places, and my favorite place that we went to in Georgia, Omalo, that is town that's a tiny, tiny little town of what, two hundred people high up in the mountains, up the world's third most dangerous road. If you listen to our Destination Diary podcast, I apologize because we've already talked about this quite a bit. But Omalo can only be accessed
1: in the summer. In the
0: summer, because they get super heavy snowfalls, because you're at ten thousand feet. So they get super heavy snowfalls in the Caucasus Mount in the Caucasus Mountains. That you can only go up between what is it, April and October, Uh, maybe? I think so. And those, yeah, you might not even be able to go up in April or October. So, if you want to see everything that the country has, if you want to go go to Sfinetti and this other magical region, then you have to kind of go in the summer when it's able to be. Um, accessible so that's why I'd recommend going in the summer I do want to go back and go in the winter and go skiing because they have some ski resorts there and again it's like $5 for a day skiing pass so that would be cool too but highly recommend going to Georgia and if you're going just go in the summer um, cheap to wrap it up cheap good food probably the nicest people we've ever met and some of if not the best scenery we've ever seen in our life
1: yeah it's awesome
0: that's, I mean, I can't. <laughs> you yeah, can't. You just can't release really anything else. Just go.
1: My number two is an island that we went to last, two summers ago, and that is Corsica. It's part of France.
0: I totally forgot that we yeah. went to Corsica. I guess this is good that you checked your Instagram feed. I just went off the top oh, of Oh, no.
1: Head. I didn't. This, I remembered because I loved it so much. This is much. the reason
0: you want to do this podcast, probably.
1: I love Corsica so much. So it's part of France, but it's completely different, I think, from the mainland of France. Although, I mean, we haven't been to much of the mainland of France other than Paris, um, you know, and Paris kind of has a reputation of people not being super friendly, especially to tourists, and it's crowded and all a that. A reputation
0: well-deserved, I should say.
1: Okay. But Corsica is completely different from that. First of all, we were there in July, like the middle of July, probably the busiest time, I would think.
0: I, when we were there and no one else was there in July, people we saying, oh, oh, well, August, it gets busier. We're like, yeah, but people told us July would be busy. There's really not I mean, I that many I think there's probably people. more
1: Europeans because in August, everybody knows that things shut down because Europeans take the whole month of August off and sure. travel. Sure, so there's, it's so probably there's more probably busy in August. busier in August with European tourists. And we stayed at, we had Radisson Blue Hotel points. So we had, I think, six nights there.
0: I think so, something
1: like that. And number one, I would recommend renting a car because it's easy to drive. Some of the roads are not great there. Especially when
0: you get lost up these cow paths in the middle of the night with no GPS. We did think we were probably going to have to sleep in the car in the middle of a field for a good two hours. (laughs) But then we found our way down the mountain.
1: But the food was incredible. They have so much fresh seafood. They're pretty famous for mussels. We ate mussels at least six times when we were there. They were delicious. Any restaurant that we went to had great muscles. They had muscles and frites. They had pizza. That. And again, we did our French trick where we would picnic a lot. So I don't think we ever once ate at the Radisson Blue. So I'm sure their food is really good, but it's also kind of expensive. So we would walk down to the little market and we would buy wine and bread and meat and fruit and just sit on on the sand at the beach across the street and picnic because you can eat and drink anywhere. And Wine
0: is like $2 a bottle. $3 yeah, I mean,
1: they have rose everywhere. It's so amazing. And then. We took a couple little road trips along the island. So we stayed all six nights in one hotel and in I had to In Ajacio. In in a Joshio.
0: Or outside of Ajasho. Right.
1: And a Joshio is like the main city, which is a cool is a cool little city. So we would drive in there sometimes at night. It was about a twenty minute drive to go to some of the restaurants or shops there because where we were staying at the Red Ice and Blue, it was just really the beach. But there's lots of other beaches. You go down the coast and you could be at a beach with like ten other people and it's stunning, beautiful sand amazing water. Um, There's bakeries everywhere. And then we went down and we did a road trip to the other. So we went up into the mountains, which was stunning. There's amazing hiking. Of course, we didn't hike because we were lazy. We drove, we took some pictures. Then we went down to the other side of the island, found like one of the most amazing beaches ever. It's pretty famous. I can't remember what the name of it is. And then we went to Bonifacio where I had no idea what Bonifacio was going to be like. And we just drive up and it's like these crazy, like, I don't know if it's limestone. It's like some type of yellow cliffs with this adorable little city in there and the biggest yachts you'll ever see in your life just coming in and out of the port. It was so incredible.
0: We, we I, saw a yacht that was the sixth <laughs> biggest yacht, because I, I read the name. And I'm like, this has to be something that would show up on Wikipedia. And it did. And it had been captured by Somali pirates, yeah. tangent, before, yeah. but then returned.
1: Anyway, I, talk about feeling posh. Just being on the island of Corsica made me feel like, oh, hey, we're these cool people who can jet set to these cool islands. And, you know, we don't have a yacht, but...
0: It reminded me (laughs) of where the Lannisters live in Game of Thrones. I know that that is filmed in Dubrovnik. I I haven't watched Game of Thrones in a while, so I can't remember the name of where they live. But that is actually filmed in Dubrovnik. But Bonifacio reminded me of that because you have these amazing buildings and castles and stuff built into the limestone cliffs. And then it just... It it comes on down into this little port area where the where the city is and everything's bustling and there's a bunch of restaurants. It's, I I would spend for sure a night or two or three in, maybe not three. Three's a lot, but you could spend time in Bonifacio for a little while and then take your car and and go to the beaches. And I loved what you said. Have, what with the beaches is that there's so many of them that they just. Yeah. Even in the middle of July, they weren't packed. You could actually find beaches that no one else were at. So you have this this island that is a the best parts of Italy and the best parts of France combined. So it's like a fusion of Italy yes. and France. And it's not that touristed. And there's a lot of unspoiled beaches and a few cute towns. Kind of hard to beat.
1: I mean, I honestly, I love my number one pick, but i I almost should have moved this to my number one because I loved it that much.
0: Well, my number two, you've <laughs> already mentioned because people now are probably like, yeah, I'm going to Corsica. So if you go to Corsica, there's something in that part of the world that you could also go to in the summer and you already mentioned this. it's another city. this city, as I've I will always preface it until I spend more time here. but I say has the potential to move up my list of favorite cities very quickly if I spent more than three days here, because my three days here, I fell oh, in love with it, but I okay. want to spend a whole month here because I, I think it'd be such about. a livable, fun, cool city, but only in the summer or, or only in nice weather. So maybe beginning or you know end of spring, beginning of fall, but would not want to be here in the winter because I just don't like cold weather. That is Berlin. Three days in Berlin during the summer... It's everything that I would want a city to be in the summer. People out at cafes, restaurants, people biking everywhere. I love the culture, biking.
1: The the historic culture of this city, the foodie culture of this city, I don't think can be matched by many other cities.
0: Yeah, and when the weather is nice, like it is in the summer, and the weather there. In the summer is great because it's not too hot because you're, you're fairly far north. It's also not too humid compared to you know New York and Philly and, and East Coast cities. So when you have that amazing culture, that amazing food, the cool vibe, the young vibe, the hip vibe, and then you're also put in the nice weather, it is a win-win-win all the way around. So we, we as we said, we spent three days there, loved it, had such a great time. I still have dreams and will make this happen at some point of renting an apartment in Berlin for a month or two, let's say June, July, July, August, and making it my home base and just enjoying that city for everything it has to offer. Because I, I love the vibe, the people out and about. I mean, it, again, I think similar to Chicago in a way that when you have such cold winters and some people love the cold and the winter. I don't. So for me, that's a negative. Some people might be like, no, 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 that's the best part. That's why I love it. I think it'd be cool to go around Christmas time as well with all the markets. But for me, what I really, really enjoy is getting to be outside in shorts and flip-flops and biking around and sitting outside and drinking a beer and having good food. So I think that you have a similar vibe in Berlin that you do in Chicago when you've gone through this pretty cold, dreary, dark winter People just want to be out, and they're going to take every opportunity.
1: Yeah, we definitely had a blast in that city for the three days that we were there and ate so much good food. Some of my top meals I've ever eaten were in Berlin and definitely, definitely recommend. But for me, there is no place to swim. There's no beach there.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. And and I love swimming more than you. So it's almost odd that I have a lot of these cities. You love on my swimming list. more
1: than me. But I don't know if you love beaches more than me.
0: Well, that might be true. That might be true.
1: Which brings me to my number one pick, which I think is going to surprise people because it is super popular. But I think it, you can find it as an outlier if you go at the right time. That is Greece. We were there. In the summer, we I, went I, I in don't August. Know. I
0: might have to disagree with this, but we
1: were there in August. Okay, it's now, true. I think when we went it was probably the absolute best time to go. We went, and I think it, I don't have the exact dates, but it was something like August twentieth to September seventh. So we did. It was
0: end of yes. It was end of August in the beginning. En- it of September. was the very
1: end of the season, and therefore I thought it was perfect. We actually, when we were in Santorini, took the very last international flight to england right it was the, the island. last, it was yeah, the the last one for the
0: season so I they're shutting it, it off like after whatever september, september 7th. 7th yeah
1: um so if you if you can do it if you, if you have kids who start school who cares let them miss the first couple of days of school and go at the very end of august because and, and we did i mean we went to the most popular island
0: and that, it's true
1: I, I found it to be not that crowded i mean it was busy But not
0: prohibitively, we still found hotels like a week out. Yes, we couldn't book really cheap places on the caldera or anything like that. Those are booked up or they were really expensive. So but we also didn't plan. We were booking a a week or two ahead of time.
1: And I think that people a lot of people have Greece as one of their top destinations and they might think, oh, it's too expensive or it's too crowded in the summer, which It can be if you don't do your research, but what we did and what I would recommend is going to less popular islands just because they're still beautiful, maybe even more beautiful in different ways than, you know, Santorini, but we did Paros, which is a three-hour ferry from Santorini. It's a bigger island. I didn't think it was too crowded in any way at the end of August. It was spectacular, and we've done a destination diary, so I don't need to gush too much about how amazing it was. We
0: did one for Paros and for Santorini, two right. separate ones, two so you separate could go ones. both, listen to both and, those. And,
1: I mean, because I love the ocean so much, I love exploring these islands and, you know, hopping on the back of a motorbike where you can rent a car. It is harder to rent a motorbike if you don't have a license, so they will, like, a special... Whatever. You have to get something
0: under 120 cc's yeah. if you don't have a motorcycle license. It's fine, just, it'll get you all around there. Just the
1: an FYI, but um, it, it's amazing. And we found pretty good deals, I think, on accommodation. Food is not expensive.
0: No, it's, know, it's, it's, it's cheaper than most of mainland Europe when, you know, it's cheaper than what you'd be paying in Paris for sure. Absolutely. It's definitely cheaper than Amsterdam, cheaper than London, you know, maybe a little more expensive than Spain or Portugal, but basically on par with that. Um.
1: So, yeah, we only did two islands. There are even more islands. Obviously, there are so many that are not as popular as Paros and Santorini, which definitely you can go to and not... Have it be heavily, heavily touristy. Now, Travis kind of like I, no. I'm agree. Shaking I'm shaking my head, head in agreement
0: then. because in three minutes you did convince me.
1: Oh, I, I'm so I, happy that I convinced. I think
0: you. so. Here's what the thing: we always try to avoid crowded peak season places because we have the ability to travel when we want and where we want. So we're very lucky to do that. And some of you listening may have that ability. Some of you listening may not have that ability. You only have a set window of time. So we try to avoid those peak seasons because of price and because we don't want it to be overcrowded. That being said, there have been very few times where I have been in a place where I thought, oh my gosh, I have to leave here because Because it is too crowded. crowded." That never happens. You deal with it when you're there. There have been times where we've been places that have been crowded and then we went back when it was less crowded and we thought, okay, this is a little more enjoyable. But I can't really think of any time we've been somewhere where like, we have to get out of here because it's too crowded it's almost
1: except for koPP on Christmas
0: okay so there you go so <laughs> in P, Thailand in Thailand on Christmas yep uh, I agree that was pretty bad so there have been few and far between times where it's been too crowded so if you can only go during certain times it's definitely no deal. go deal with it you might pay a little more but if you're if you're unlike us, if you book in advance, you'll probably get decent deals. If you're booking last minute, like we tend to do, you're going to pay a little more if you're going to these peak seasons. I I do agree that going at the end of August, we did ask people, we said like, you know, we were told not to come to Greece during August, that it would just be rammed. And we have yet to see it that way. We've enjoyed it. We've been able to find places to go. It's not like you're sitting in traffic on these islands on your motorbike. Now you're zipping around anywhere. You could get places, seats at restaurants, all that kind of stuff. And they said, well, yeah, it's 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 more crowded in the beginning of August. But even still, if you have to go then, you have to go then. But I, I'm agreeing with your assessment, Hath, that it's amazing during the summer. I would only want to go there. Like At first, I shook my head like, no, no, no. Don't tell them to go there because it's going to be too crowded. But I wouldn't want to go to Greece... When I couldn't swim. No. So you kind of have to go during the summer. You to go, have to go when summer. it's
1: warm because the whole point is to be on these beautiful islands and go into the ocean or the sea. And I'm telling you, I was perfectly happy. So was with, I.
0: So you're right. I, I, I'm i changing my head from shaking August. no to yes. And we
1: were there at the end of August. So, I mean, I, I don't know if July and like the first two weeks of August are so much worse. But I I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and it was affordable because I, we didn't, you know, spend way too much money while yep. we were there. Especially because Trav ate like the same euro, euro every single day. Go it was like a dollar uh, fifty. It was so
0: good. <laughs> Go listen to the Paros Destination Diary episode if you want to know more about Paros, and then you can hop on over to the Santorini one. We split them up because they are two separate things. But if you're on a par, you are going to Paros, go to Santorini, and vice versa. And you know, island hop a little bit. I am with you. Okay, I am on board. Greece is pretty kick butt during the summer. Yeah, if you go later August, you might have a little like that's our experience. And we, I mean, we booked a flight from Santorini to London, and we booked it two weeks out or less using points. And the you know the plane only held what a hundred people. And we are able to get it in the beginning of September, and so that tells ferries you how. how it's I mean, not that are packed. huge.
1: They're ready for that amount of tourists, so you don't usually have a problem with a ferry being booked up. Right? You know, I thought it was spectacular. So if it's always been okay. your dream to go to Greece, you can do it in the summer, and you don't have to break the and, bank.
0: And either. definitely go during the summer because you do want to be able to swim. And I would say same with Croatia again. And and each one of these countries has places like. That are really, really popular. And as you mentioned, Santorini, the most popular. And we still felt like it wasn't that bad when it came to crowds. But you can get off the beaten path pretty easily. Same with Croatia. You can get off the beaten path pretty easily if you're not in Split and Dubrovnik. And even those are still okay. So, um, cool. That's a great number one. My number one is will shock you. 100% will shock (laughs) you. I
1: have absolutely no idea what it could be. Give me a hint.
0: This is in the U.S. Interesting. It's within a five-hour drive of Philadelphia. What? And I guarantee that I could let you sit here. I won't, for the listener's sake, let you sit here for five minutes and try to guess, but you would not guess this place. And um, I
1: am completely stumped. The
0: reason this is number one for me... And
1: and it's number one. The
0: reason it is number one for me is a fewfold. One, it's hellacious. Not just twofold, a fewfold. A fewfold. It might be two. I don't even know how many I'm going to say here. But the number one reason is it's hellacious during the winter. It's awful. I would not recommend anyone even come close to this area during the winter. are you talking about Ithaca? I am talking about Ithaca, New York. Number one? Number one, Ithaca, New York. What? This I told you my list was a bit eclectic, this, so you're we're going just doing this for the shock factor because I, there is no way
1: that I would choose Ithaca over Corsica.
0: listen, Ithaca is gorgeous, oh my as Lord. the slogan goes, Ithaca is great during the beginning of fall when the leaves are changing, but it gets so cold so quickly that I wouldn't even risk it. I would not go anytime after mid of September. I loved Ithaca. I had the good fortune, well, good fortune and misfortune of living there. So I actually lived there from August 1st until what? Be- mm. Until like well, May 1st, it was basically. A, it was a, a, it was a school year. Graduate school program. One school graduate year. school year. So we're, we're talking about August 1st to May 1st. So wait
1: a second. You didn't even live there in the summer.
0: I Well, August, I got there in August, and it was amazing in August. I absolutely loved it. September was fine. October, November, December, January, February, March, and pretty much mid-April were awful. Um, Cold, bitter, disgusting, hated it. You
1: are so ridiculous. Really, this this is is your number one.
0: Ithaca is awesome. There are so many good places to eat. There, you have the lake right there, so you can go out on boats, you can go swimming. You have wineries right up the lake. I mean, within thirty-five minutes, you can get to it. You can get to wineries. You can be out on the lake. The town itself is a really, really so it neat is in town. this
1: area of New York called the Finger Lakes because there are these all, all these really long, skinny lakes that look like fingers. Yeah, and they're great. So there so are, you, are a lot so you, of places, and they're clean, to swim. and
0: they're really nice lakes. So you go swimming. Again, the restaurants for a town that size are. Second to none. It actually has more restaurants per capita than New York City. Um, so, you real, love that really, fact. really great restaurants. He pulls restaurants. that
1: one out of his pocket. Cornell every now and then.
0: University is beautiful. Go walk around Cornell, it's, it's a really beautiful area. And I just have really fond memories of Ithaca. So if you're someone who might not be able, and you and you live around Ithaca or you live in this region, you could take a road trip there, or you could fly into, you could fly into Syracuse, you can even find Ithaca, there's an airport. You know, you can't go to far-flung destinations like Heather, like Greece um, <laughs> or Corsica. Okay,
1: this is a travel podcast, then maybe dude. Maybe
0: <laughs> you should consider Ithaca, New York. I will also throw out the fact that if you're in Ithaca, Upstate New York during the summer the weather for how awful it is in the winter the weather is equally as awesome in the summer because for us only driving 3 or 4 or 5 hours north you're not getting any humidity great 80 85 sun is shining so, so upstate New York you
1: chose upstate New York
0: upstate but yeah you were
1: surprised that I chose like the birthplace of family vacations New England
0: Hey, we all we all have our favorites here. I'm just saying. I'm gonna throw one more thing out for upstate because <laughs> you're still in shock, so we'll have to wrap this podcast up so like you know, I could take you to the hospital for shock or whatever. <laughs> Seriously. Um I have never been to this event, but it is sworn to me on good authority by my very good friend Z and graduate school roommate <laughs> that in August you need to go to Saratoga Springs and go to the Travers Stakes. So the Travers, the unofficial fourth leg um, you know, you have Belmont, you have Preakness, you have the Kentucky Derby. So you have the Traverse Stakes, this awesome, awesome horse race, horse race in August. I've never been; I've always wanted to go. And he says it's absolutely—we've used the term a lot—but he says it's magical <laughs> going to Saratoga in August, going to the Travers. So that's something that is on my list. Hopefully for this August, if we can make it happen, um, going there. I don't think we can because we might actually be out in California, but. Ithaca, New York, my number one very, top summer destination very interesting. of 2017. And it did get pumped up there because if we were doing a winter, it would be probably almost dead last. So the fact that it's flip-flopped 180 degrees in the summer um, gives it a little bit of credibility there as a summer destination. I
1: guess so. I don't know. I'm still not sold. I would rather go to any of my places first. Well, there you go. But Ithaca is gorgeous.
0: And that's why we don't tell each other our list ahead of time. And that's why we each get to make our own list. So take what you want from this podcast, guys. Go to all of these places, some of these places. These are our favorite places to visit during the summer of 2017. Very eclectic list. Um, Let's run run through your six really quick. Remind people what they are, and then I'll do it likewise.
1: Number six, Switzerland. Number five, New England. Number four, Portugal. Number three, the Canadian Rockies road trip. Over to Vancouver. Number two, the island of Corsica. Number one, Greece.
0: Awesome. And mine go six, Switzerland. We are right on point with that. That was pretty cool. Number five, Portland, Oregon. Four, Chicago. Three, the Republic of Georgia. Two, the amazing city of Berlin. And one, the cute little tiny hamlet. Ithaca, New York. So there you have it. Let us know as well. If you've got some favorite summer destinations of 2017, tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Where should we consider going this summer? And where should some of the listeners... Well, actually, in one of the podcasts, we will... If you send us your tweets and you got some good recommendations, we'll throw it out there as a beginning for some of these other podcasts so listeners can hear it as well. If you guys are following us, please you know follow us on Twitter at Pack of Peanuts. Send them in there. See what other people are recommending. And don't forget, we are doing... Hashtag EPop scavenger hunt. So this is where we buy coffee, beers, ice creams, stuff that we like for uh, for listeners and readers around the world. So if you go on Instagram, you need an Instagram account here, get on Instagram, search the hashtag e scavenger hunt. You will see there are a few places now that we have bought people beer or coffee or ice cream around the world. So all you have to do, go into that place, say, hey, I'm here to redeem the free whatever it is um as part you know i listen to the extra pack of peanuts podcast or epop we tell the people there that are working there so they understand um what's going on you might feel a little weird but you're gonna get something free out of it and just do it we've had so so we have a free coffee espresso cappuccino whatever you want at coffee works and press in galway ireland we also have a free ice cream out there that has not so that one at coffee works and press in galway ireland has been redeemed twice from, by um, a few people, but they have continued to buy it forward. So it's still up for grab. So it's still up for grab. So, for grabs. so yeah, that's optional. If you want to buy it, if after you redeem it, you want to buy it forward some, for someone else, we'd appreciate that. That's cool to keep that going. Um, Dolce Neve in Austin, Texas, there's a free gelato waiting there for someone that has not been to our Knowledge Redeemed yet. And our amazing, amazing EPOP team member, Tiff, just bought... A free small waffle cone bowl, which is great, Yum! at Jenny's Ice Cream in Chicago on North Milwaukee Avenue. So I forgot to throw that out there when we were talking about Chicago. So that will be up on hashtag EPop Scavenger Hunt as well. So Tiff bought it. So if you're going to Chicago and you take our advice or you live in Chicago and summer is coming, go Jenny's grab Jenny's Ice Cream. We go love Jenny's Ice Cream. Yeah, Jenny's Ice Cream is really – that's one of my top five ice creams in the world, by the way. So go check that out. Uh, you can find all the information if on Instagram at hashtag EPop Scavenger Hunt. Don't forget to tag us at Pack of Peanuts and put the hashtag EPop Scavenger Hunt if you do redeem it, so we know that it's been redeemed. Whew. I think there's going to be some cool EPop Scavenger Hunt stuff popping up over the spring Absolutely. and summer because I've got some cool places where I want to buy stuff ahead for people.
1: Cool, I'm looking awesome. forward to it.
0: So thank you guys again. Hit us up on social media. Thank you for the support. Don't forget, if you're looking for the best travel backpack, backpacks.com. grab one for your summer travels of 2017. And don't forget to use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because I'll get you 10% off your order. Thank you for tuning in today. This is like podcast 270-something. So we've got a lot of other stuff to listen to. If you listen to this and you liked it and you're new, thanks for joining the show. If you're an old, Wiley veteran of the show, listen to all the other ones. We appreciate your continued support, as always, that makes us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. So thank you, and until next time.
1: Happy free travels.
0: I'll show you very soon more.